For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. Before we went on break, we previewed what we're doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Niners and their upcoming Week 16 matchup against the Tennessee Titans. But before we get into... The actual breakdowns for that game, we got we got to recap how we did last week, and we ended up splitting once again. We ended up losing with the Falcons plus nine, but we did win with the under forty seven or forty seven and a half, depending where you got it from. As that game ended up finishing thirty one to thirteen, the actual under was a bit lucky because you had zero points in the fourth quarter and a couple of nice red zone holds by San Francisco's defense. But the Niners kind of coasted throughout the game and ended up getting the job done by winning by 18 points. So nice job by them. To go through the actual stats for that game, Garoppolo was pretty good, 18 for 23, 235 passing yards, one touchdown, no picks. He was also sacked zero times, so they did a good job of protecting him. But it's kind of the game plan that I said San Francisco had to use. They had to make sure Garoppolo threw the ball less than 25 times, give or take, and he attempted 23. And the main reason why San Francisco was able to move the ball was because of starting running back Jeff Wilson Jr., who finally had himself a nice game. He had a couple of spot starts earlier in the season, but he really didn't do anything with those. However, in this game against Atlanta, 21 carries, 110 yards, and one touchdown. Debo Samuel had another rushing touchdown with 29 rushing yards. And other than that, Looking at the receiving core, Kittle led the way once again with six receptions for 93 yards. Debo Samuel had 60 receiving yards. Brennan Ayuk had one catch for 36. And Juwan Jennings had a touchdown reception. So the Niners played a pretty solid overall game. Uh, To go through everything in particular, the Niners really just dominated the trenches. They had over 100 more yards of offense. They had 10 more first downs. They also ended up winning the turnover battle. It was 1-1 technically, but the Falcons had a bunch of failed fourth down conversions, which for some reason don't technically count in the turnover department. But the point is, the Niners took care of the ball 
the Falcons struggled to move the chains, particularly on fourth down, and that was kind of the story of this game. But to go through the offensive numbers for Atlanta, Matt Ryan, 19 for 32, 232 yards, one touchdown, no picks, QBR of 33.3. He was sacked three times, so the Niners did a good job of pressuring him. Now the ground game for Atlanta did next to nothing as they combined for 23 carries, all the running backs, etc., combined for 23 carries, 62 yards, 2.7 yards per carry, and the player with the highest yards per carry was Matt Ryan, who had five carries for 20 yards. So just by looking at the running backs, did absolutely nothing. Corderell Patterson, the main weapon of this team so far this season, had 11 carries for 18 yards, did nothing. Now for the passing game, I already mentioned uh, Matt Ryan's mediocre numbers, but Russell Gage was very good. He had eight receptions for 91 yards and one touchdown. Kyle Pitts at 77 yards, he was okay as well. That was pretty much it. But... Uh, I didn't mention who had the sacks, by the way, for San Francisco. So, Ibukum had one sack. You had Arden Key with a sack. He had that brutal, brutal rough-in-the-passer penalty call on him, which was an absolute joke. But that was a separate story involving Arden Key. You had Bosa, who ended up having one shocker. He gets one every single game, and that's pretty much how that game went. But nice job overall by the Niners. I am curious if Hasty's even going to see the field anymore because he had two touches for 16 yards and he lost a fumble, and he was already not getting many touches to begin with. I don't really know what his role is moving forward. He's kind of the pass-catching exclusive running back, but if you're not going to take care of the ball, they're not going to play you. So I am curious what's going to happen there. But now, to time, now it's time to talk about San Francisco's opponent for this game, which is the Tennessee Titans, and the Titans ended up losing a heartbreaker against the Steelers last week. And now Tennessee... Got off to a pretty solid lead early on in that game as Tennessee jumped out to a quick 10-0 lead after the first 15 minutes. Went into halftime up 13-3, and then the wheels fell off, got outscored by 16 in the second half, and lost the game 19-13. So to go through those uh, offensive numbers for Tennessee, wasn't good. 153 passing yards for Tannehill, uh, no touchdowns, one pick, sacked four times, QBR of 20.8, so he stunk. Uh, on the ground, you had uh, Dante Foreman, or Deontay Foreman, I should say, who had a solid game, 108 rushing yards. Hilliard was okay as well. He had 49 uh, rushing yards as well as uh, four receptions for 10 yards. So he didn't do much in terms of yards per catch, but he did have a couple of catches, so keep an eye on that. But the Titans had 201 rushing yards and still lost the game. So you might have to wonder how that happens, and I mentioned it with Tannehill with the interception, but... It was also turnovers, because Tannehill lost a fumble, Ferkser lost a fumble, and Racy McMath lost a fumble. So, really just an awful job of ball security. Anytime you turn the ball over five times, or four times, I should say, you're going to struggle, and that's what happened. Now, Pittsburgh's offense did less than Tennessee's offense, but they were gifted a bunch of fumbles inside a field goal range. So, the Steelers had a couple of basically five-yard drives, which resulted in three and outs into field goal attempts. But the Titans had more first downs, 22-12. to 12. They had 150 more yards, and yet they still lost the game. Kind of a pathetic outcome there for the Titans, but they're still 9-5. and five. They're in good shape in their actual playoff aspirations. But the Colts are one game behind. So you do have to wonder, with all the injuries Tennessee's dealing with, Julio got injured again last week. Shocker, what else is new? But you still have to wonder, without the likes of A.J. Brown, without Derrick Henry, does this team actually have enough firepower to hold off the Colts? And I don't know the answer. Now, the Titans, of course, have the tiebreaker. 
But the Colts have been playing well lately. You do have to wonder if Tennessee is going to maybe lose out to finish the year, finish 9-8, and eight, maybe. I think they'll probably win one more game. Uh, minimum, so I think they should finish with 10. If they win 10, they're obviously getting in. The AL, the AFC uh, wild card race is pretty tight, though, but you do play the 49ers, obviously, then you play the Dolphins, then you play at the Texans, but beat the Texans. So the question is, are they going to win another game besides that? I don't know, but to go through this actual matchup, the Niners are currently favored by three, and the total is 44. Now, the Niners are obviously in the better form, Right now, as San Francisco has won a pretty, let's just say, solid amount of their games over the last couple of months. They got off to a terrible start, but they have won five of the last six. And you do have to wonder with Tennessee's lack of weapons. The defense has been pretty good, though. So shout out to Vrabel for getting the defense going after an awful start to the season. But Tennessee has still lost three of the last four. You lose to Houston at home. Terrible showing there. You lose to New England. That's understandable, but you got buried. You beat Jacksonville, which is kind of just a free win at this point. And you lost to Pittsburgh in a game you probably should have won. Now, of course, this game, if Tennessee's going to win, has to be low scoring. They cannot get into a shootout because they don't have enough weapons. If they need, if they have any shot to win, they basically have to hold the Niners to, I'd say, less than even 21 points. Because I really don't see Tennessee scoring 24 or more in this game. So the question is, can they stop the likes of Kittle, Samuel, Jeff Wilson, and we'll go from there. But for the actual thoughts on this game, I do think this line does seem a bit short. I got to like the Niners in this spot. Now, the Niners ended up looking like a very, very complete team over the last couple of weeks because the defense has started to pressure the quarterback, led by Bosa, of course. You've had solid pass catchers return from injury over the last month and change, and that has really paid dividends as Garoppolo looks a lot more comfortable because Kittle has been the best tight end in football this season, just based on a per-game basis. And Samuel is one of the best offensive players in the league this season. He's not going to win Offensive Player of the Year or anything. That's either going to Cup or for Taylor. But if Samuel stayed healthy, he had a real shot at it. That's how good he's been. But if you want to talk about the issues I have with Tennessee, it's not even just the fact that they lack playmakers. Tannehill's a turnover machine. He has 14 touchdowns and 14 picks. Now, is he forcing throws late in games because... They are really limited, and when you're trying to play catch-up, you have to try to throw it into some tight spots because your guys can't get open, maybe. But 14 picks is a problem, and I do think San Francisco will be able to get after him, which will force him into making some questionable decisions throughout this game. But the Niners, even without Elijah Mitchell, who's out once again, Wilson woke up, I think he'll play well once again, and I do think that the Niners will have a solid offensive balance. Now, Tennessee is very good against the run, so that is something to keep in mind, but I do think Garoppolo will find some openings and they will eventually do enough in order to score, I'd say, 24 points in this game. But I do think that the Niners will eventually break through with some openings in the passing game, which should be enough to get the job done. Now, as for the actual total in this game, I said before, I'll say it again, it's currently at 44. That seems way too high to me because I really don't know what Tennessee is going to contribute. Tennessee, if you're going through the last couple of games offensively, uh, they, get, they scored 13 against Houston, 13 against New England, 20 against Jacksonville, the one game they won during the last four-game stretch, and they scored 13 against Pittsburgh. So when you're scoring 13 points in three of the four games and you score 20 against the worst team in the league, I have to really wonder if you're going to score two touchdowns in this game. I don't see it. I think they're probably going to finish with a ceiling of 17, but I'm going to give them really just 
13 in the spot. I really just don't know how they're supposed to score. And I think that San Francisco will do enough to win a hideous game. Shocker, Thursday Night Football, another hideous product. But I do think the Niners eventually will win the battle up front and win this game comfortably. So if you want to score, I'm going with the Niners to win this game 24-13. Ugly, but efficient. I think the Niners will win the turnover battle. They'll win the battle up front. And I do think that Tannehill will struggle once again because he's really been lost ever since Derrick Henry got injured. Vrabel, I like him as a coach. I think he's solid, but I am aware of the limitations with this roster. And the Niners, unlike the Titans, have gotten healthy. And I do think that's a problem for Tennessee in this spot. So once again, my thoughts for the Week 16 Thursday Night Football game are going to be on the 49ers minus the 3 and the under 44. But that has been this installment of the Betting Barrier Podcast here for Thursday, December 23rd. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.